Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Walter. And this is one of our Popcorn Pulse episodes. 62. Yay! I looked it up. See, I'm glad you did. You were there when I looked it up. Yes, I wasn't paying attention, though. Obviously. So what do we bring? What do we got to the table today? We can pitch and mouth. About that president, how'd that election go? Oh, hey. This is in the past, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. That's okay, everybody's getting confused as fuck over those last episodes that come out, like... Because they're coming out after the election ends, and we'll be talking about before, and they'll be like, uh... They won't, already know. They won't be one. that confused. They'll just be like, oh, they were behind again, weren't they? That's what they do. They get behind. Yeah, yeah. I had a shit job, and I couldn't do anything. It is getting better. At least now I can find time to filter through the spam. Thank you, Russia! Hello, you want to play fuck game? You are qualified. Free to play. Enter credit card only for verification purpose. Seriously, Russia, go fuck yourselves. And I, I, mean, I extend that to all the people living there, too, since seriously, you're letting your government be this much of a dick to the world. Well, they're mad about the sanctions. They're mad about a lot of things. Fuck them. I know. Jesus Christ. The West! The West! The West is doing this and that and then and then and Fucking crybabies! Shit. Grow the fuck up. Anyway. Could you tell I'm getting tired of Russia and that bullshit? Yeah. Can you guys just, I don't know, move into the. Even the Pope is moving into this century. Can you please try? Yeah. Anyway. So, so geopolitical complications. Speaking of this century, boiling down complicated geopolitical uh, situations too. Fuck it's you. It's not that aside. complicated. It's them acting like children. Yes, they we we were dicks to each other. Oh my god, get over it. Yeah. But the, but the Americans did this. Well, yeah, you did the same fucking thing. Who cares? You know what? We're not gonna move our ships over here if you don't move yours warships over there. Fucking waste for us all just keep moving ships to one up each other and be like, my cock's bigger. So, anyway. Anyway. No, I'm still more pissed about our website getting fucked because they don't give a shit about anybody except themselves. And hey, let's go fuck up everybody's things with spam bots and hacking. Mostly spam bots. Yeah. How much money do they really make? Who who advertises on this shit? It's not about advertising on there. It's about getting the... It, basically, they're trying to hack search engines by having the certain keywords and, like, phrases and links and other things appear often enough that it starts bumping those targets up. It's part of what they do. It's not... It doesn't... Like, we're just collateral damage. It literally has nothing to do with that. It's just trying to push either... Either push malicious sites that are off or drive-by... Uh, bullshit like free-to-play games, porn, anything that can harvest money one way or another from an actual user, pushing results up in search engines a little bit. That's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Should we just cut them off from the internet? Uh, I mean, if they're not going to play by the rules. You know, there could be a point where Russia does get its ass cut off the internet. Or at least becomes enough of a problem where they do physically get cut off, and that would be funny. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen. I'm just, I just, I'm just postulating that that would be a possibility, a distinct like, because they have to peer with carriers at some point, 
and carriers could at some point be like, you know what, we can't, you know, to protect our customers from malicious traffic, we have to make a business decision to no longer peer with yeah, you. Yeah, then China would step in because they're buddy-buddy for some stupid reason. Because, hey, they both are communists. Because China's still got that theory of the West also. Oh, the West. The West is evil. Our only friends are the Russians. But that's an uneasy... Really? Even that's uneasy. Really? America's not your friend? I hate that. Also, why, why the hostility, China? Because we've been friends for a long time. No. No, we've not been friends. We were. No. We they, were a they, long time They just ago. want our money. That's all. That's how it's always been. They always want the they, money. They helped us... Well, we helped them in World War Two, but they also helped house all our soldiers. And yeah, that doesn't count for much. No, apparently, that was a long time ago. It doesn't count. Besides, we're friends with Japan. I'm sure that's a cardinal sin. I'm sure it is. Anyway, how dare we be friends with our enemies from the past? We were always at war with Oceania. I hate to, I hate to do this whole hippie thing, but seriously, can't we all just get along? It's more profitable that way. You think? It really is. Right up until it isn't. No, they just see a quick turnaround for profit. What, people short-sighted? Are you talking? Well, what? I, don't, I don't know where you get that idea. Anyway, to the movie. Do you want to talk about this movie, I Simon? do want to talk about this movie. Thank you very much. All right. Well, why don't you tell the people what it is? So, this is Rollerball from 1975. Not, not to be confused with the other one. Yes, not to be confused with the remake, which sometime we will get around to, but not today. Because the Enchanter couldn't be bothered to watch it before this. I got most of the way through, but I, yeah. You're a lazy bastard. So, this is a science fiction movie you probably have neither barely heard of and likely never seen. I barely call it sci-fi. See now, this is there are two there. There are many categories of science fiction, right? There's obvious. There's your obvious science fiction where, and the technology is the character, right? Uh, all a primer, for example, where the science fiction is the technology. More. Okay. In this, the science fiction is the society around everything. It's not so much the technology, although there is some sci-fi technology running in the background and things like that. I, I, I'd hate to call it sci-fi. It's I mean, you got the pie, fiction, fictional story, but it's more just set in the future. No, because it's, again, it's the fiction of the society as applied. That's the science behind it, is this I, is how society could be under this kind of influence. That's the point. I just, I just dislike the encompassment of all future films as sci-fi. Okay. It's in the future. It's scientific has nothing to do with the science of it so I, I feel like we're mislabeling but I think it absolutely has to do with that because again it's more about the impact of that on the society and societal sciences are no different than technological sciences I would say it's an anti-corporation thing well that's pretty much par for the course for any fucking it was movie the 70s. And that has stopped? No, it hasn't really changed much. But the It's 70s all the were, same. The 70s were pretty bad for the whole, the corporations are taking over, they're going to destroy us all. The thing I love about it, this is what cracks me up, it's one of those things that we've seen, and actually a number of the movies I've talked about run into this theme time and time and time again. It's such a long-running theme that actually I think the theme is older than a number of corporations that are in existence today. The idea that mega corporations will just run everything one day. Like, governments will just go away and corporations are just... Corporations. Corporations. That's yes. it. Well, I guess we should set this uh, a little bit. Apparently, different corporations 
have won after the corporate wars, which they don't know about, and which they even have make a point of the fact that he can't find information about it because not really anybody remembers them. Right. Apparently they were bad. That's all we know. Well, they there were... They, they, they mention in passing, and this is actually one of the great elements I like, because there's a lot of things they mention in passing to build the world, but they don't stop and have anyone just monologue at you like, things were better back then, and blah, 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 and they'd fill you in all the backstory. They just chatter away. Instead, it's just sort of mentioned, like the, like the one guy mentions that, hey, there used to be governments and things like that, and then the corporate wars happened, and then now that's over. Apparently, each car, a different corporation, and by corporation, that corporation controls that aspect of, of society. So, like, there is a food corporation, there is a clothing corporation. Uh, presumably, like, an entertainment corporation. Yeah. There's, there's all of these big things, one corporation does that thing. There's not a competition anymore. So, it's and like... That, and that, and each city is that thing. So, like, Detroit, I believe, was food. Yes. Which... <laughs> and, and now that they don't have now that they don't have that many people, there's room to level things and make it farmland. I guess. Do you think anything would grow there still? After you burn everything down, it'd be very fertile soil, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, that, that reminds me. Small tangent here. Um, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film about um, global warming... Um, I can't think of the name of it, but... Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. I, I watched that, and there's this point where he goes up into Canada where they're doing these um, tar sands, and they're pulling the oil out of it. And he's flying over it with the, I think, CEO of the company or something. And it's just horrible landscape. And he makes... He just tells him, he's like, it looks like Mordor, because it's all black and nasty. It's like, that's what it looks like because it's full of oil, you fucking idiot. You know what they're, they're doing? He even explains it to them. They're using steam. They're just they're pushing steam through it, right? And this is making the oil just drip out, basically. Right. That sort of sounds pretty fucking clean to me. Doesn't it to you? No harsh chemicals and stuff? Just steam? It's not like gold where they have to use arsenic or something. Right. They don't have to leach it, for example. And when they're done, you got regular old fucking sand. So you go from the place that looks like fucking Mordor to regular old fucking sand. Why is this bad? It's considered the worst of all of the oil operations by some of these people. I'm going... I would actually... Well, I, I would argue that one of the worst styles of oil removal is from oil shale, because a lot of the side effect is sulfur, and they don't know what to do with it, so they just have... You should look up sulfur pyramids of Canada. All right. Uh, they're pretty massive, because they literally just have sulfur they don't know what to do with. They just sort of stack them. Like, That'd be interesting to look up. Yeah. But no, that one annoyed me. I'm like, but they're fixing that. Right. They're, do you not? They even show a couple clips where it's actually cleaned up and right, and you're like, that looks like dirt and sand versus Mordor. They're cleaning up Mordor. What? Why? Ah! It's better to leave nature's own natural disaster gross and nasty. Okay, maybe there's some side effects to it. Explain those side effects. Maybe it's bad for other reasons. Explain it. Don't just be like, it's bad, look! It's ugly. And everyone knows ugly is bad, says Leonardo DiCaprio, the man with the potato face. At least he does admit that flying around all the places and his footprint doesn't... It's like, well, I could probably be better. Yeah, really. 
literally flying around in helicopters for half the movie doesn't explain why we should all use less energy. Okay. Sorry. But no, that mortar thing, because we mentioned the Detroit and all. I just think right. about that. I just... Yeah, we tangent got done, undone. Back to about that dumb movie. Cool. Back to the movie at hand, then. Rollerball. So, anyways, that's the society. Right, right. Uh, they're in part of a game. This, it's a lot of... It, it's half about this game, Rollerball. It's half about our main character and his... Big, place. Just, I'd say it's about his place. That's literally what it's about. Yeah, he's actually forced to deal with what corporate society is now. Well, he's been forced he's to... he's not for, forced to, but... He's been forced to confront it a lot. Now, here's the thing is, he is a veteran. James Can plays Jonathan, a veteran of the role. Can! Right. This is his 10th year playing the game. Now, John Houseman, who plays Bartholomew, by the way, John Houseman has done a lot of awesome work. He has a he has a wonderful voice. The pity he's gone, because that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of guy. Like, if you need someone for an evil CEO, he's he was perfect. He had the look, he had the voice, he had this sonorous English accent. Um, oh, we should probably explain that. Uh, he's part of John Houseman's character. It's part of management. He's an executive. Yes, which an executive. Meant- the executives make the decisions. Nobody else makes decisions. It's they do what they're supposed to do. And and the executives, the management, will take care of them. They see to their needs. And they do. They see to everybody's needs. They make sure they're comfortable and life is good. What I do like about this, too, is that this is a very classic utopian dystopia. In that he mentions early on to Jonathan, like, hey, there's no poverty. There's no disease. We've taken care of all there's that. There's no hunger. Right. We take, and but because we take care of everything, we expect a certain amount of obedience. Yeah. You, know, you do what we ask. All right. So he had, he tells Jonathan at a certain point, he's like, okay, hey, we're gonna do a special program on you tonight. There are in a few days. You're gonna do this biopic. He's like, and you're gonna announce your retirement. Yep. And Jonathan's like, what? He's like, yeah, we we've come to a decision. We think it's time for you to retire from rollerball. You've done really well with this game. You're great, sweet. Time to quit. Of course, he doesn't want to because it's it's everything. It's all he has, which is almost ironic when you think about it. Because the only other thing he had, they took from him. Right. Which was his well, not wife, but the woman he loved. No, it was his wife. Remember, he said it was. Oh, his was wife. it? Were they actually married? Yeah, it's a, an executive decided because we find out later that he was married to this woman named Ella. An executive decided he wanted her and took her away from him. Yes. And he brings that up, and John Huseman's Bartholomew character actually just says, we're not going over that again. I was not there when this decision was made, so on and so forth. Right, he's just like, don't look at me. I wasn't in charge when that happened. So it's a combination he's trying to... He hasn't. He hasn't decided to retire or either way. Like we get a lot of like we get a couple of focus on a couple of games. There's one at the very beginning that's real kind of short. Then we see a, one against Tokyo. Well, the first game sets up how the game works a bit. They even say some shit that doesn't. They kind of they do that. The the ref is firing the test ball, the ceremonial test ball that he does and testing his equipment and this and that. And you're going. Everybody would know this if they know this game. Yeah. They, you wouldn't say this, but okay. So most of the time they're pretty good about that. It's just that first game where they were trying to set things up that was just not natural feeling. Right. But the rest of society is set up well. Where they do it in offhanded. Where you're not going, really? You're like, yeah, if I lived here, I'd know that. 
I mean, you don't watch the NFL on an NFL game. Are we allowed to say NFL without getting sued? Probably. Anyways, and they make a, you, the refs make a call, and then they have to explain what holding is or something. Yeah. See, he's just not, to remind you all, holding is when. Just to remind you, they're doing the initial coin toss, which will determine who kicks first. Yeah, exactly. For those, it's like no, we, unless you, it's like if you don't know this, you're not watching the game because you don't care. Yeah. But anyways, other than that, um, oh yes, the game is on roller skates, right? Tense roller ball, uh, in a circle. You go in a circle. There's a big metal ball, not big, but a fucking softball-sized metal ball, solid fucking metal ball, with a cannon that shoots it in the opposite direction around the track, in like a gutter, the top gutter, I right. guess. And it shoots it, and it comes down on the it's, the circles at a bank. So then it starts coming down that, and they catch it, and they have to make like what two passes with it, and then score for a goal, or yes. at least up. No, I think it's two passes. But they have or to hold it aloft and they're like visible. Yeah, it has to be visible at all times. They have to hold it out where people can see it. Possibly, well, possibly steal it. Yeah, and get around, and then there's this like goal, which is just a funnel-shaped thing, at one point on the sidewall, that they have to get it in. So, and people basically go as violent as they. It's like old school hockey where people just fight, and sometimes the ref would call like. Um, Fouls, I guess, and they'd have a three-minute penalty. And then sometimes the ref's just like, eh, they killed that guy. Moving on. <laughs> and that never made any sense, which it was. But anyways. Yeah, killing somebody is a three-minute penalty, by the way. <laughs> Typically. Typically. Unless they had it coming. And that son of a bitch. So anyway. Like the uh, one guy he leaves in the top gutter so his head can get hit by the ball. Right. Which is fun. Yeah. Yes. And then he slides down all bloody. So, yeah, so Jonathan's very good. He hurts lots of people. He fights a whole bunch. You know. And he's the captain. They even have a scene where he's teaching the new guys. Yep, teaching new guys. Shows Puts how. a guy in his place. Yep, got one of those, because if we didn't have that. I mean, he's, we... he's a real leader of this team. And also, However kind of much man. of the team is left after Tokyo. Yeah. They lose a few people in Tokyo. Just a few. Yeah, Tokyo goes, and it's... And you get all the bad Asian jokes to one guy. Because they're all short. Because they're short, huh? They're short. You see my 70s mustache? They're short. Also, hot. And I'm racist. Can you tell I'm from the South because my name is Moon Pie? Yeah. <laughs> which is the dumbest name for a character. I don't... I don't... Yeah. But this is James Khan's friend. Like, his closest friend. He's been playing with him a number of years. And he's good. And, yeah. Anyways, he, he bites it in Tokyo. Yeah. Because... Basically, because he won't retire, they keep making the game worse. Basically trying to force him out one way or the other. Because they've decided that, hey, we can't just kill him, that'd be really fucking inconvenient. So instead, we're just gonna... Well, I do like he gets a little paranoid. To go to Tokyo, at first he gets, he's got his own private helicopter and everything, and he's sitting there looking at the helicopter about to take off, and he's just like, talks to his pilot, hey, make sure my gear gets there okay, I'm gonna go with the team this time. Because he's thinking about it like, they may just accident me. Yeah. I mean, his new wife, partner girl, which they provide a female for him for companionship. Which is which reminded me so much of Soylent Green, you know, basically the furniture girl. Which a number of the guys seem to have those, apparently. Yeah. At his level of living. Which to a certain degree makes sense because they're just trying to pacify their guys. Like, here, here's a living hooker, basically. Yeah. 
And but she's got orders. She's told what to tell him and what to say. And she's well, trying to encourage him to. His his uh, the one he's had like with it with him for a couple years gets sent away. Oh, that's right. She gets sent away and he gets a new. He one. He gets a new one and she tries to kind of convince him like, well, you better do this. And he's just like, fuck you, no. She's like. And he's like, he's like, she's like, oh, you know, you won't, you won't come back. And he's like, you better not be here when I get back, because he's not supposed to play the Tokyo game. And he threatens her because he's nuts at this point. Oh, he's he's getting a little. He's getting crazy. You don't really bother. You're not bothered by the fact that he's just threatening a female, like cuts her face with his gloves, because they're fucking driving him nuts from all angles at this point. And you're just like, I mean, he's kind of an asshole, but holy shit. Here's, here's another good point in the movie's favor. They never explain why they want him to retire. They leave it up to you to infer what's going on and draw your own conclusion. Well, they, they do make a point of it at one point. Really? Yes. When the CEOs are all... Uh, not the CEO, but the executives are having their meeting. Right. Uh, all, you know, through computer monitors, as evil people do. As you want to do. You know, they each have a TV screen, and they're voting. The one guy's explaining, you know, that he actually says this will... Um, you know, he, he's his individual accomplishments will destroy the foundation and the fu- the futility of working or you know trying to. Right, but that's that's one time they explain it, and I don't know if I buy into that. I'm of the opinion that it's more they saw him becoming a potential unifying force. Maybe by by being so good at sports, basically, because everyone really just loves the shit out of him. Because he's just so violent, he's right. He's their guy. Well, you can see Bartholomew's character is constantly getting afraid of him during the, during the games. Like he's, you can see him reacting to the crowds, like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" Right, and I think that's the real point to me. And that that might not be, but that's certainly my interpretation. But the fact that they leave they decide it, they need to kill him in the game if they're in that meeting. Right, because the first the Tokyo game, they change the rules to where it's there's no penalties. Yeah. And then there's no substitutions, like limited limited substitutions. Yeah. Which means. Team members are going to be dying left and right, and they do. They lose a lot of people. He loses his friend, right? Moon Pie. Moon Pie. Who doesn't die? He just gets brain dead because the, the the couple of Japanese guys hold him out while another one just boom right in the back of the head, and that apparently brain de- you know makes him brain dead. Well, when you don't have a lot of brain, it can rattle around pretty easily if someone hits you just right. And Moon Pie it's is that karate and judo because they have this meeting where the guys like going over how their tactics will be, and they all just you know. The fact that that actually kind of irked me. I'm like, for some team captain, you suck. It's like you should be paying attention. Like yeah. seriously, like I would be like, yeah, let's, let's fucking analyze their strategies and how they work this thing because I want to kick their ass. Instead of just like Houston, yeah, Houston, 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 ah, yeah. It's anyway. like okay, you guys are pumped, but you're stupid. Just just let you know. Hence, a lot of them don't make it. Yeah. So then the next game. Uh, is the world championship or whatever? Uh, was it? I thought it was just a game. At that a point. game of something. I don't they know. They decided to completely remove. There's, there's, uh, no penalties still. No time, no time limits. So and it's li- no substitution. No substitution. So it's literally the people that go on the field. Everyone dies except for the last guy. That's it. Yeah. And he somehow makes it. Barely. He somehow he barely makes it, and then it stops. the The movie halts. Like he gets back up, starts skating around. People are cheering, and then it just stops. Like zooms in his face three times, and, and credits plays, are roll. Plays Phantom of the Opera like they opened with, which is fucking stupid. That was the worst decision of the whole movie. No, the opening and the ending of the opera, a fucking Phantom of the Opera song. No, the worst decision is the contemporary porn music in the middle of the movie where he's at the party. 
The party was interesting. I just like Moon Pie just walks up to that one girl. You like poetry? Yeah. You wanna go upstairs? I've got a poem for you. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> and they just go upstairs and fuck. They don't show the fucking, it just... It's implied. It's entertaining, though. She's just like, yay! He's gonna fuck me! And you're like... And he comes back down, and his girl, whatever, wife, living prostitute, whatever she's supposed to be, just like, looks at him and just kind of straightens his tie a little bit for him. Obviously not caring. Oh yeah, everybody's taking pills all the time, too. Yep. And they're they're making everybody submissive slash dopey slash whatever. But yeah, everybody's constantly taking their prescribed pills and these little tiny container things. Yep. Oh yeah, and they get a gun that makes trees blow up. Yep, a Ruger, which I loved. That I I saw. Oh. I could tell just by the ass on the barrel. I read in the trivia, it's like, oh, it had a highly modified barrel. I'm like, where are you fucking talking about? It looks just like a regular Ruger, <laughs> modified. Modified the what? Someone spray painted it chrome? Did they not have it back then? But no. So yeah, he he ultimately triumphs at least that he won the game on his terms. And if he's gonna go out, I mean, who knows what happens after that? I I you know. But again, he's a danger for that. It's uh, it's for such a dumb concept being about like a future sport. It posits a lot of really thoughtful questions for a science fiction film of that era that has like a really dumb premise and that's the kind of thing where like watching the remake i'm like man no wonder people are disappointed it's it's almost like remaking 2001 a space odyssey almost not quite like it's right there they were trying to come up with some kind of future game to do it about because i don't think it's not about the game no the game is just the setting and again like you kind of get the feel like where when uh, bartholomew mentions that the game is meant to be basically impossible to play and win for too long yeah to show futility and whoa that's the point of the game per se right and i think that's what he was making the argument for but no anyways um actually this kind of felt a lot like um, running man kind of like a more serious yeah. running man like basically running man if it'd been directed like it, if it was properly written and directed i'd like to see the remake a uh, remake of running man did I ever tell you how the book ends? Yeah. The book ends when the guy finds out that because he's been on the show, his wife and daughter have both been killed because they make him out to be an enemy of the state, so everyone gets in a furor and goes into mob justice. So he takes the hijacked plane he's on and crashes it into the executive television building. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you know it was written by but, Stephen King? But that idea of crashing an airplane and using it as a missile never showed up before 9-11. Nope. Don't blame the government for not doing their fucking jobs or anything. It was all conspiracy. That's what it was. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Sorry, so, I went on a tangent there again. How'd you feel about the movie overall? Uh, I, I don't know. I just... It was mostly there. It just doesn't... It feels like the 70s let it down. Yeah. It's all. But the writing was good. Mostly the directing was good. I would say James Conn did an actual really good job in this. He does a surprising turn. Like, I honestly wouldn't have pictured... Like, he does... The best part is that he he walks a fine line between too intelligent and being t a stupid jock. Because clearly he's supposed to be, like, a not, too, not terribly bright, but very vicious, very strong. But he clearly has enough intelligence to kind of figure that something is going on. Yeah. Something a little more. He may not be able to grasp it fully, but he understands. And James Conn gets that across very well. well. It's not just his fault that he's stupid. He's part, been a part of this culture and part of the 
submissiveness. He's been taking the pills. Because at well, first he takes the pills at the beginning of the movie, but he stops taking them as time goes see, on. See, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. He starts offering, like, he offers them to the new wife. To the and, you know, and, furniture whatever, girl. Furniture girl. And she starts kind of, like, losing it. And getting, he's like, are you tired? You feeling a little drowsy? She's like, no, something. You shouldn't just accept things that people hand you. Yeah. Which is great, because he just, yeah, he, he figures out, hey, these, these pills are not good. These are not making me think clear. That could be part of it, but also he's clearly just comfortable, or at least up until that point, was fairly comfortable with his life being... Well, yeah, he's got a privilege card, okay. which lets him basically do mostly anything he wants. Yeah. He has free access to things. He can go in and just order Even... stuff and get... And get access to, like, books and... Well, not books. They make a point to mention how books aren't real anymore. Books are gone and everything's on digital tapes somewhere. Ooh, like, spooky. Because that, that's bad. Well, the, the reason they mention it is bad because, basically, there goes the 13th century. Shoot. Yep. Oh, well, that sucks. Which isn't entirely wrong. If everything's digital, it's easier to edit it. But that that's... Only in central locations, they didn't understand what the internet would do is make it harder to get rid of information because it'll be in more locations. Yeah, that's okay. Again, if, you, if that was your understanding, computers was based on the modern, the modern at the time understanding. That would be completely accurate if the future extrapolating forward was like that. Well, yeah, and actually, the internet would be different if corporations. There'd be one corporation that runs um, the internet. Yeah. Which they didn't know the internet then. They, just, they were just talking about technology and computers and stuff. But yeah, Databases, basically. Yeah. Basically, they were alluding to the internet because they accessed it remotely. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So not the uh, not the kind of nightmare movie you're used to, I'm sure. I mean, it wasn't just... bad. It was just like I said, the the game was dumb. Yeah. But to be expected, they. It's hard for somebody that writes this kind of stuff to come up with a good sporting event. Yeah. Although supposedly they played it when they during their off time, they actually did on set. Okay. So without killing each other. Without killing each other, they played for fun. But anyway, <laughs> should we move on? Why not? Why not? What are we moving on to? Emails? Do we have any emails? Uh, let's take a look. I think we got a couple. If uh, if we don't, or you'd rather not, I do have a something we could talk about for a minute. Which I. Oh. Which okay. is, I was holding on to this for this particular show, the movie show, because it's movie stuffs. What did you want to talk about? So, Back to the Future 2. Um, yeah, okay. okay. So it's a movie, alright. Yeah, I, I was going to rewatch those, but it, it was hard. Right, so let me postulate this, because it was on TV recently for Back to the Future Day and all that. I figured this is, now's as good a time, I mean, it's well, close it's enough. Technically, but whatever. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Uh, so, has any? I'm sure people have asked this question, and this is one I want to posit to you. So, you remember the plot of the for, of the second one takes right takes up right after the end of the first one. Doc comes back from 2015, says we gotta go to the future, Marty. It's your kids. Takes uh, his girlfriend with him, right? Uh huh. Goes in the future. Here's a question: Why does Doc do this? Why do I know? Okay. I don't even hardly remember the second one, which is going to be blasphemy, I know, but I don't remember most of what happened in the second one. It, okay, I'll summarize it real quick for you. So they go to the future. Marty steps in place of his son. 
uh, gets Biff in trouble, saves his son from going to jail, right? Okay. Uh, him and his girlfriend see their future selves, and clearly they fucked things up as adults. They aren't living that well, right? That sucks. That's what happened. Biff takes while they while they're fucking around. Yeah, Biff future takes Biff, the, the almanac back to himself yeah, in the fifties, right? Then changes the present, nineteen eighty-five. They have to then go back to the past in the fifties and stop Biff from having the almanac to make money. Then at the, at the end, Doc ends up getting zapped back in the old west. Marty almost gets stuck. Yeah. Right. Pretty simple. Okay. So the question, the lingering question, I figured this out. So why does Doc take his son, take Marty into the future to deal with his kids? Right. What's the point? After all, they have a time machine. If he's been in the future, no things are bad. Why not just warn them? I can explain. I figured this out. Oh. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Follow me, though. Doc is first and foremost a scientist, number one. That's an important thing to remember. Number two, Doc himself, although having been part of a changed timeline now, because he now has a note which warned him of the Libyans, which saves his life. He knows that this is an alteration of the timeline. He may not understand what the timeline was before exactly. I mean, hell, he might not have honestly actually died when the Libyans attack and shot him. He could have just been nearly bleeding out to death before the cops showed up. Who knows? There's a lot of bullet wounds there, but... Right, but still, it's plausible. All he knows is that the timeline has been changed. He's part of the changed timeline, right? So his question, therefore, as a scientist what is... was a single bullet? It was a big gun, wasn't it? It was an AK. So AK seven, rounds are decent. They are very large. They do decent amount of damage. And yeah, an AK round to the chest would do it. Yeah. A few times would do it, yes. Anyways, continue on. Well, he had a regular thing on. He didn't have a plate, did he? No, but he that might... That would not have stopped a AK but round. But I, I can answer that. He might ha It might be future body armor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, he, only, he was testing it then. He hadn't been to the future yet. Supposedly. But at that point, with the note, he knows that ha that event has to happen. Okay. So... Just saying. Just saying. He could have remembered that a future date to drop off armor for himself somewhere in the past, even. Bill intended it. Bill intended remember. it. Remember! Remember, a garbage can. <laughs> can you just picture Christopher Lloyd saying, Remember, a body armor! <laughs> Marty! Marty! I got, I got a bulletproof jumper here! Anyway. So, Doc knows the timeline has changed. He's part of a changed timeline. The question he therefore has... Is the timeline changeable, actually malleable, or is it immutable, right? Does Marty going back in time have to have happened? Because as far as he's concerned, in his timeline, it has to. Marty has to have gone back. He has to make sure his parents get together. He has to make sure his parents became who they are in order for his timeline, where Doc is now, to exist. It, it's no question. It had to happen. So that is, is the future mutable or not? What do you do? How do you test this? Easily. The future is safe to fuck with because you can always go back and change it from there, right? So he takes Marty into the future to see if the future can be changed. That's why he has the newspaper in front of him right away. Is he's even he's already gone further beyond that. So he sees that Marty can change the future. He has evidence existing in his hands that shows the future changing. He therefore knows, okay, the future can be changed. I can change things. That's why he took Marty along. He didn't take Marty along to help him. I mean, although that's a nice side effect, he just wanted to make sure if he fucks anything in the past, he can, in fact, impact the future events. So he was using him as a fucking guinea pig. He was using him as a guinea pig the whole time. Awesome. Yes, Doc Brown is an asshole. Not in the worst way. Like, he's not a complete douche. Like, he was he was fine helping Marty fix things. That was what became clear at the end of the third one. He's like, you guys can make up your own future or whatever. 
But yeah, Doc used Marty as a science experiment, and that's why the second movie exists. Anyway. Anyway, just thought I'd throw it out there. I just, it hit me. I was watching, I'm like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And it started, like, pieces were just falling apart, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly why. Like it? No? Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. What do you, what do you got? Well, anyways, uh, are we, do, I don't have any emails other than the uh, Wildfire collection. Nobody sent shit. Mainly because we weren't putting out shows for a bit, but. Probably in a lot. Uh, anyway, so you want to hit a couple of these uh, wildfires? Well, Tag actually sent us one. Did he? From the six. I don't know if he sent this just to... Oh, yes. Yep. yep. Uh, in regards to Popcorn Pulse 55... Waltall, how the fuck do you remember the Boy Scout Oath and Law? I did the program all the way to Eagle Scout. I can't remember three quarter of it, quarters of it. Are you fucking metal or something? I think you mean mental. I think he meant metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember three quarters of the thing. I mean, sure, I could probably still use some of the things that they taught, like how to figure out how wide a river is, using other... I think he meant, like, the motto and everything. The fact that you could recall that. Good turn daily? No, the thrifty, cheerful, blah, blah. The... The I law? Yeah. The law. Yes. Yeah, you remember Scouts that. trustworthy, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind of being... Ah! You made me screw up. Cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Yes. I've I've earned it. Yeah. All my honor will do my best to do my duty to guide my country and obey the scout law and help other people at all times keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. The motto is do a good turn daily. Okay, well, yeah. Goes to show how much I can remember of it. <laughs> I didn't make Eagle Scout, though, you couldn't tell. Just saying. I did. Anyway. Anyway. It was also Brotherhood, but um, that's a secret. <laughs> The worst kept Sorry, it's not a secret, we just don't talk about it. Because we're not allowed to have secrets because we're sanctioned by Congress or some shit. <sighs> All I can say is that Boy Scouts is a little too influenced by the Mormon Church. Since they pretty much control it. They own it. Whatever. I don't know exactly how that works, but yeah. That's why religion is so big in it, still. Yeah, no, I The Mormons. Not that the Mormons are evil. They make delicious chicken. Chicken, good. Anyway, what do you have for an I individual? Still eat way too much. Oh no, we we do. You, you want to hit at least one of these things, don't you? We still have a number of them. I mean, sure. Where are we at? Fire. Did we do the using forums one? Oh, uh, never mind. Wildfire's uh, forum name isn't working. I can fix that. Ah, uh, have you ever broken a controller or a keyboard game over or a keyboard over a game? I have taken my Genesis controller and swung it by the cord into the system a number of times. Back when you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Back in the day of old consoles when you did beat the console and controller and take it on and that. Now you're just like, this is a $60 controller. You start to twist it in your hand or something like, oh, no, no, don't break that. That's expensive. I've, I've broken at least uh, two PS3 controllers. Managed to fix them for the most part by twisting them. Yeah. Because ah! I won't throw them anymore, but then I end up twisting them and then screws break out of them. And yeah. I think the funniest I ever saw, now I never did because I, I did not get uh, better than a Nintendo system until I was about 17. So I've always been pretty delicate with my electronics. But Super Cop is not so. 
No. Let me uh, let me pitch this too. So he's playing one of the NBA games on the original PlayStation. He is not doing so well. He proceeds to take the controller by about the middle of the court, swing it around his head like a bolo, and then hammer it into the console. This hits the eject button, so the lid pops open, the disc is spinning, stops, it's slow, you know, comes to a stop, Dave is uh, still whacking at it, yep. wailing, just wham, wham, wham. Then he stops, closes the lid, it starts back up again, and he keeps playing, angry as he is. I don't know how that machine survived as many years as it did under. I have his old Super Nintendo. There's a hole cut in the side to reach in and hit the switch because the the power the button one doesn't work. Yeah, the exterior power like tab no longer doesn't connect to the actual switch inside. Yeah, you you reach into the hole and flip the switch manually. Yeah, you got to finger it a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Get it warmed up. Got to rub it in the right spot. I also broke off the two little tabs that prevent you from playing Japanese console games. Yep. Because back then they thought just a couple of pieces of plastic tabs sticking up would prevent you would be the perfect way to region encoding and such. Yeah, I'd snap those out so I could play Front Mission 3? 2, I think. 2? Because 3 Which was... Three you was... could mostly do. It's entertaining because the shops and the menus and stuff are in English. But the dialogue the is dialogue's in Japanese, so I can play the game. I just don't know what the fuck is going on. Just make up your own story. <laughs> like, yes, yes, although you are my sister, I want to sleep with you. Let us get in giant robots and fight over this. Rawr, 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 rawr. No, All also. Should be played this one. We should do a play along. We, holy shit. I know, I know it's, the, the fad is over, but maybe we should do play-alongs, but do it with old SNES games and shit. Do a Let's Play with Japanese games where we can't read what they're saying, so we're just making up our own story. Uh, everybody's going to want this, and we're way too lazy to do it. No, uh, I also have Super Cop's old Nintendo Zapper from the NES days. What's great about it, it's broken right in half... So it no longer has the focusing lens on the front. So when you shoot at the screen, it gets the whole thing. So you always you always hit what you're shooting at. You hit the whole thing. You just always. Duck hunt is so simple. Bang. Don't. It's, it's like it's now the Nintendo shotgun. It's a bang. <laughs> the Nintendo sawed off. But anyway, I think. Howitzer with anti-personnel yep. rounds. Uh, yeah, it's just like a bunch of nails in a pack. They have something like that. They just put it, you know, aim it at the deck and boom. And it, it makes things disappear. Pins people to walls, that kind of shit. The mystifier. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this, this one I want to tackle real quick of wildfires. Have you ever played Shadow Warrior? No. I Well, it's all of you. Uh, what? Played Shadow Warrior? No, I don't have this one. It says it came right to you. As your name. Back on 26th. Oh, you missed one, that's why. Ah. Oh, Shadow Warrior. No, I have not. Ah. And it asked, they asked, how did Duke Nukem Forever suck, but the Shadow Warrior remake is perfect and better in every way the sequel coming out? Uh, easy. It just should have never been made. The, the, <coughs> I, the idea, this is what's sad, is that I feel like no one's really committed to making, at least of the triple studios or even the double a studios perhaps to making like a <coughs> full-on comedy game like and that's if honestly if you were to tackle duke nukem that would be a perfect property to do they like a tried honest... to and failed it was just they didn't 
I don't know if they didn't commit or they just didn't care. I think, I think the problem is looking <coughs> at some of the scenes that you described and the things I've seen otherwise is that they took it too serious. Like Duke Nukem is still the badass. But he's not a badass. Right. He's, he's a ridiculous steroid-using idiot that just somehow is a badass. And you're like... Uh, like, there's so much comedy inherent in that. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with him being, like, a hyper-sexualized dickhead. Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's take let's take this to the fully logical conclusion that you have. Let's basically cast Rowdy Roddy Piper as an oversexed Viagra, you know, swallowing, gun-toting nutbag that he is. And let's have fun with it. I don't, I don't think they understand these. Like, Leisure Suit Larry? Nobody can do it, I don't think, anymore. I know. I know. Or... Which, God, I wish we'd had something like this. Another Conker's Bat Fur Day. That don't make a sequel. You'll fuck it up. Perfect work of art. Yeah. But that was perfect. It's like, yes, it's just it's all about the comedy. And the gameplay just worked out somehow. Pretty much. Also, uh, it's very low rated, and it's. It's not as much fun to play as a game, but the adventures of uh, Matt Hazard, I think it is. It's like I said, it's not very. It was never was not very well received. It's not a good game, but it's funny. The best one of my favorite parts is you run into a uh, Final Fantasy style character as one of the bosses, and he starts talking to you in text, and Hazard is just like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're one of those characters." Because he talks in a little scrolling text box. There's one you missed over was just a clickbait article that... Oh, just about Clint Eastwood going off about people. It's an older one. Um, oh, and we did miss one question in the previous one about the destroying controllers. Sure. What game was impossible difficult for you as a child that seemed stupidly easy as an adult? Sonic <laughs> games. Yeah. Sonic games were like way hard. They were they weren't impossible, but they were just way hard, especially like the where you get the emeralds and shit. God, I don't know why it was fair, so hard. Now I'm just like, this isn't that bad. The first it's still the, stupid, but the chaos emerald levels in the very first Sonic are still a fucking nightmare. That's my opinion. Because it starts going. Yeah, and you're just constantly wibbling around and wobbling. Anyway, um. Any other games you can think of? Echo the Dolphin. I haven't had the heart to load that up and try to play it. It was impossible for me when I was young. I just couldn't fucking handle it for some reason. I don't know why. I haven't tried it again, really. I did at some point, and I was just like, got bored with it. I was like, eh, that's just dumb. Comic why did I have so much trouble with this? Comic Zone is actually a lot easier than I thought it was. I was debating going back and doing Quack Shot again. Crackshot was awesome. Because that shit was hard. At least towards the end. That moving fucking wall and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Many moving walls. The one that... Didn't you need the gold plunger or some shit to do? That's... Is it the gold plunger? What's the, the top plunger? I think it... Well, to see, it depends on what you were trying to do. Because each plunger had their own uses. Like, green could stick to enemies. And you, and you could hang on flying enemies. Certain ones could only stick to walls, but they give you, like, actually, you know, then you can jump up on them, use them as platforms temporarily. Yeah, but there was one that, was it permanent? You could only have somebody on screen, or the final one, and you could hang from the enemies, and so on and so forth. I don't know. 
It was like the final one you get that's the greatest. I don't know, it's been a long time. All I know is you're probably loading up Quack Shot soon, aren't you? Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's enough of the wildfire for the day. Um, leaves a couple more for the next episode, since we probably won't get to ease mails. Depending Ooh. on how many people react to episodes coming out again. Uh, I shall talk about my uh, thing real quick. It won't take too long, I'm sure. Yep. Battle Los Angeles! Hooray! Yes, yes, I'm doing that movie from 2011 that you tried to forget about. I tried to forget about it. It's one of the few movies I actually wrote a text review on my little blog because I was so mad about how fucking... Yeah, we'll, we'll let you explain. Anyways, uh, it stars Aaron Eckhart as Sergeant Michael Nance, who is the hard-grizzled uh, older Marine who's... He's ready for retirement, uh, mostly because he can't deal with uh, the fact that he lost his he lost his squad last time he was out, which just happens to include his the brother of one of the guys in his new squad. Because drama, tension, drama. Yeah. Everybody looking at each other with shifty eyes. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And well, he's not really taking over their squad. He's temporarily taking over their squad because they get called into duty, as everybody does, and. Their sergeant is out or something. He was on vacation or something. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Earth don't get attacked by aliens. For whatever reason. And they go fight in Los Angeles. Because they're, they're basically landing off the shore of major cities and attacking. Because, again, if you, and now what's funny is we find out they're stealing water for whatever reason. Yeah, why not just sit out in the ocean and set up for a I, while? I was going to say, like, why bother even go... Like, if I were going to steal someone's coal, I wouldn't go set up right next to Moscow and steal the coal from the depot. I'd be like, hmm, let's find the coal deposit in the middle of nowhere that no one knows about and steal that first. Set up a base. And then go from there. Why didn't they just sit out in the water for a while where we couldn't get to them right away? Yeah. Just taking out anything that comes by, like with satellite support. Of course, support. if they if they just landed in the water and they were killing, attacking us like they did, sucking it up, we would just nuke them. Just saying. I mean, we'd be like, we're not gonna hit a nation, so fuck them. I mean, hell, they could honestly probably start like set up a base and start stealing water from like the South Pole area, and there wouldn't be jack shit we could do about it for a little while before we even noticed hardly. Be a little hard. But anyways, yes, they attack, and this this is the Battle of Los Angeles, where there's other ones going on but across this... the globe, but this is the Los Angeles one, and uh, his his squad, which comprise a bunch of people you don't give a shit about, uh, they, uh, they are tasked with clearing out um, a police station. So they're going to go down this, they're going to clear out a few blocks of civilians, make their way up to a police station and evacuate the civilians they know are there that got held up, right? Because basically what the idea is, is evacuate the civilians, and then the Air Force is going to level the whole fucking area. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Decent idea. Uh, don't know if we'd bother with the removing people. We might just bomb the shit out of it, because alien infestation destroying us, bigger problem than, oh no, we bombed some civilians at that point. Uh-huh. It's the whole species on the line, folks. So, yeah. That, that's when you... To, to quote um, another fighting alien insect-looking things movie. It's simple numbers, people. You don't approve? Too bad. It's simple numbers. Yeah. Doogie? Yeah. 
I hope you know what I'm talking about. Think of space troopers. I'm not following still. Sorry, now I'm lost. Doogie Hauser. Oh, we're talking about oh Starship Troopers. There you go. You said like space things. I was like, what? I didn't want to give you the name immediately. Oh, I got you. It took me a minute. Uh, anywho. But yeah. So this is their job, right? They're out there. And there's the fucking weird mist for some reason. So they can't see a fucking thing. And this is the only reason they're getting their asses handed to them immediately when they get into contact with the aliens. The aliens are advanced, right? They've got... I don't know, full body armor. But they're still of the opinion... Weapons that, are grafted into them. Right, they're still of the opinion that the best way to take over an area is boots on ground. Yeah. The aliens aren't super advanced. They're just... There's, there's they dumber or smarter... They have mean weapons. Their weapons are mean. They're, 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 uh, like, burning fire base. Not fire base, but, like, the projectile hits you and then burns. It, like, disintegrates. Which like, it just continues to burn into you like a like a phosphorus round, almost. Which is very effective. Because then you don't have to have a lethal shot. To, you know, hit a lethal area to take somebody out of the fight. Right. I mean, it, it somebody gets hit, they're out of the fight, pretty much. There's not a, oh, I kind of got winged a little bit. No, it's, my fucking neck is on fire with... Yeah. I'm dead. Any minute now, dead. Anyways, so they don't do well. The aliens are uh, abduct a few of them, too, at first. They don't kill them. They grab them and pull them off, which you assume is maybe to the same thing they do when they come across the alien that's not dead. They start dissecting and trying to figure out how to kill it. You would assume the aliens are doing something similar. Yeah. Yeah, finding our weak points real quick so they know how to fight. And that's the thing, is they kind of make this point they can't seem to kill any of these things, but they take this one and they keep trying to figure out where, what organ to go after to kill it. It's just to the right of where the heart would be. You mean the center? <laughs> eh, well, you know. The center of the chest? Okay, yeah, center mass. Okay, shoot center mass. Cool. <laughs> Easy enough. Well, yeah, they make a big deal out of that. Anyway, they, they fight for a while, they lose some guys, they make it to the... the police station which has been overrun and there is um michael what, what the hell is that guy's name who the civilian dad i don't remember i don't know if it matters uh, michael Peter. yeah who's you might remember from uh, a number of movies and shooter he was the fbi agent shooter end of watch that's the movie i was looking for all kinds you know what i'm talking about it's been a while this guy Eh, it doesn't really. It's okay. Moving on. Okay. You can remember every single person in every mystery science theater movie ever. Even the, like, the crew that, like, the grips and shit. You could probably name some of them. No, not the grips. But you don't know that. Okay. Sorry, I don't know this guy. I don't know Michael Pena. It's not like he was in anything big or anything. You sure it's not Pena? It is Pena. Because you keep saying... It's just like how I do... Pina Boulevard. Right. It's still annoying people. Okay, as long as we're on, on goal here. Drives my girlfriend nuts. Especially since she's, you know... Studying Spanish. Yeah. Stay out. And she's just like... And like Pina Boulevard. Pina. You also say Pina Lope around her a lot? Just to, <laughs> Pina Lope. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, so he's yes. an Ant-Man, too. Okay. He's the friend. 
Ah, okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. Finally something the engine. Something oh, I've okay. seen enough to like I like end of watch, I not get anything, but yeah. Moving on. So where are we at now? Have they there, she's a civilian. His dad. Uh, he's got his son there. There's some other lady and uh, a girl, right? Right. Is he the one that grabs the gun? He's and dies? the one that touches a gun and dies. So there's they're they're uh, on a bridge because the lieutenant was stupid enough to go on the bridge because the road's blocked and it's like you're in a bus. Push the shit out of the way. Nah, bridges are safe. Pretty sure. But they get on the bridge, which of course doesn't work out, and they have to go off the sides. So they're holding off the aliens while the Civilians are dropped for five hours. And one alien manages to get around and is going to shoot them, and he has to run over and grab the gun to fight. And he, of course, immediately dies. Because he's not the military. He's not a Marine. Ooh-ah! Ho! Whatever sound. I can't remember the difference between the Marine and the Army one, so everyone hate me. They will. They will. They will. It's the same sound. <laughs> Thank you. There, that's that's the it's, sound that they should make. You know what? Cool. Y'all pretend like it's different and there's such a big fucking deal, but really, it's you grunting. Let's deal with that, okay? <laughs> Anyways, oh, yes, they also meet up with um, a couple other people. It's like an army guy or two. And Michelle Rodriguez, who's Air Force... Recon, like intelligence recon. But because she's because she's Michelle Rodriguez, she gets she's a pass. Better. But yeah. no, this is what's great, entertaining is she says that this is what she does, and I'm just going, she's Air Force recon, and you're giving her a hard time about being able to use that weapon. Well, she wasn't. He was, and he wasn't. He's like, you know how to use that, right? And she's just like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And he's like, all right, go for it. And he just sexes him over. I believe in you because I'm not sexist. I was just making sure. You're like, oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure she's better trained than your Marines are. Your Marines are grunts. They're not special anything. They're fucking Marine grunts. In fact, and I don't want to be mean to the Marines, but all the Marines that are listening to us know exactly what I'm talking about. They're not special, super special. It's normal grunt training. That usually half of them are dumb. Half of them are, de- are really good guys. Half of them are dumb as a brick. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're listening to us, you're probably not the dumbest of brick crew. But you know them. You know the word the ones he's referring to. Yeah, not saying the army doesn't have dumbest brick grunts or anything else in the world. But no, it, it, you're the grunts for. That's why we name you that. Anyway, meat shields. Any other name you want? Jarheads. You get the idea. Yeah. Again, not being mean, it's just. You probably received the least amount of training out of most of the military comparatively to, like, her. Recon has probably gone through some special fucking training. I bet she's pretty fucking good with that weapon. At the Just very, saying. At the very least, she should actually probably almost have been in charge at that point. Maybe, yeah. There's a good chance that she was a higher rank. But whatever, you know, aliens and she's just she is just Michelle Rodriguez. Well, Shockingly, she her, doesn't die. She may have been like the lower end of whatever squad she was part of. So yeah, maybe. But again, hey, one point in its favor, she doesn't die. No, Michelle Rodriguez. But dies then she a lot. just goes back out with them at the end of the movie. Right. They all like you know, there's those survivors and they're they go back out to get some more because yeah. Hardcore Marines. We well, already ate breakfast. Well, because they discover like an actual weak 
like a, a way to kill the aliens much more efficiently. Well, at first they become... Uh, I do like that. They do become better at fighting the aliens very quickly as they figure out where, how to shoot them and how to engage them. Well, I thought there was something they figured out. And there's out, no which... fucking mist, because apparently that was really what was the problem, was just the mist at the beginning. You can't see them, and they can move around and jump on rooftops and shit. Just... <laughs> Alien out of nowhere! Because at first, it's almost like it's supposed to be a really, like, an aborted horror movie where it's like, yeah. what was that? What was that? Oh, God, we're just being picked off out here. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, the mist clears, everything's wide open. Like, yeah, oh. and now it's not them surrounding them, shooting from different angles. It's straight up, you know, fire from cover, and then, yeah. And it's like, oh, look, it's an actual battle now instead of, again, aborted horror movie. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, they, they do a lot of hardcore Marines. Mm, yeah! Not to be mean to the Marines, but where the fuck is the army? Where the fuck is anybody else? Like, shit. I guess the tanks and shit show up, but they, the Marines have tanks too, so I, I don't know. Where the fuck's the army? The Air Force is getting what? Air Force just gets knocked out when their drones go up, apparently. And I'm yeah. going, uh, then how do you take down their stuff? Because, like, the sergeant... Um, Mr. Uh, Aaron Eckert. Aaron Eckert. Sergeant Michael. Mr. Nance. Like, at one point, they figure out that they're going after the radios, so they start turning off the radios. He grabs one when they get on the bus. He runs out of the bus with a radio and, like, turns it on at a gas station, leaves it there, runs back, and the, one, the drone goes after that and throws a grenade over there and blows up the gas station because, huh? And he blows up the drone. And I'm going, if he could do that and take out a drone, why can't our Air Force destroy them? Because they're dumb. They would tear them a new fucking asshole. Yeah, I got it. They can move around and... No. No. We, we have... Ah! Warthogs would destroy those fucking things. Again, for our, again, for our military listening, that... sound. You know that sound. <laughs> yeah. You would just hear that a few times, and all of a sudden their drones would start being not a problem anymore. <sighs> anyway, um, most of the movie's dumb for the fact that our military is completely ineffective until all of a sudden it's effective because it's effective now. Because the power of Marines. And you're going, but you just showed them as useless a minute ago. Which is it? Yeah. Well, they made they take out the enemy's main whatever thing. Apparently, we've only got a couple of missiles that can come in from the inner part of the country to take out this thing. It's like, but we've got some launch codes worth. Of, yeah, send those two, two, two. What happened to the navy? What happened to the navy? The navy just got disappeared. What? A couple ships got were offshore when they landed and got knocked over. I remember that. Okay, we've lost two ships. Where's the rest of the Navy? Anyway, I guess I'm not supposed to think that much into it, am I? No. No. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, I would yeah. prefer if they showed some special forces going in or something. And then, you know, you could have normal soldiers getting killed left and right, and the special forces guys are more effective. I don't know. It's not it's not entirely true, but at least it's it works better in a movie way so that you have a reason why these guys are able to do something while everybody else is just flailing and dying. Yeah. And again, no civilians can do anything. Yeah. Aliens attack the world and no civilians are showing up with guns? 
Well, it's it, just the military. It is California, so they only <laughs> they, they only have, have a bit of a drive to get there. They have ten shots. They're just like, man, how, I gotta I gotta conserve my ammo. You know, I gotta pull this back. They, I know, no, it's no. In reality, Las Vegas is pretty close, and there's I don't know a lot of machine guns in Las Vegas. See, I, I would say that would that would be more interesting of a movie. It would just be like. Would be watching aliens make the mistake of landing somewhere like, say, middle of Alabama and just getting <laughs> filled full of. <laughs> and you're just aliens. That would be awesome from the alien perspective. They show up and they're just trying to, like, they're like, we're going to take these people over, great. And they're in Alabama and it's just like a small unit, right? And they're doing yeah. whatever their thing is. And they get taken out by all these local residents and they're running. I love this idea. Why don't we have the alien invasion movie from the alien perspective? Humanize them a little bit, make them scared, afraid for their lives, because they're getting destroyed by all these good old boys. It's basically making it the horror movie that we never get to see out of Star Wars, you know? <laughs> Again, it's like the Ewoks versus Stormtroopers. Just give, like, aliens are well-armored to, like, like... Yup, yup. What was that, man? <laughs> <laughs> we got some of those swamp people, like, where are they? They're hiding in the water, man. They're hiding in the water. We can't pick them up on thermals. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? You just you see, like, some big, like, shirtless guy come out of the water with a catfish on one arm. <laughs> Crabs one of the aliens. Ducks back down. Where'd he go? He got clorks, man. He got clorks. What? We're getting killed out here. I thought you didn't say that. I thought you said didn't have anything better than firearms, man. We're getting murdered. <laughs> aliens in power harbor getting taken out by rednecks and hillbillies. 1967 Chevys with, you know, re repainted primary panels there's, all over the place. There's a Chevy truck with a big-ass propane tank in the back that's just launching itself at it. And there's some nerd dude in the... You know, with a little, like, remote control driving it from a distance. The same big... And you said my drone hobby was stupid. Later, we see the same big guy from the water. He's got, like, a giant propane tank or two strapped his back. He's converted to, like, a flamethrower. He's, like, <laughs> wiping him down. Like, <laughs> Again, he's only wearing overalls, too. One strap. We need to write this into, like, a script at some point. Apparently. This is a decent idea. What right. if, we could, if we could pitch it and sell it? Uh, rednecks versus aliens? <laughs> it's even got a title. Yeah. It'd be some fun there. Anyway. Anyway. Out of this terrible movie, we've come up with an idea for a good movie. Or at least an entertaining one. Well, it's a good concept at this point. Yeah. But anyway. I don't know who the hell we'd get to direct it, but not... Fucking Brockheimer can't touch this shit. No. No, he'd ruin it. But anyway, so I guess that leaves it to me to. Oh yes, sorry. Right. That, that that got drug out talking about not things that were this dumb movie. Yes. So I guess I'll keep mine brief. It actually won't be too long, but I, I went ahead and I watched Das Boot. Did you? I finally did. Got around to it. So, um, is it a bunch of people sitting around chugging out of a glass boot? No, no, that would be not so good. So the, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure people are quite aware, but for those who haven't heard of it, it's a German film. It was actually apparently going to be a British and German co-production, uh, but the British dropped out, I guess. Because the they're pretentious pricks? No, uh, so it takes place, it's set based on a historical novel where it's about a submarine, a German submarine crew during uh -huh. 1942. Uh, they go on and basically just shows them going on a mission out in the Atlantic and it's full it's what's great about it is that 
it's very easy to see the Germans as the bad guys, they're evil, they're mindless soldiers, blah, 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 right? Because history books tend to be pretty plainly black and white. Nazis were bad, we defeated them, yay! All the world is happy. Uh, this is a good movie because it focuses and shows kind of how life would be on as the submarine crew. And how, even though the submarines we consider vicious and we consider perhaps unsportsmanlike because at the time there was no way to like you know catch a submarine without radar until radar had been invented and implemented uh so it was kind of considered sneaky uh submarines weren't new though no they weren't they had been around since it had been widely deployed in the first world war this was just a repeat of that around since what 1860s there were yeah some very primitive forms but still right uh these were yeah I thought they managed to sink a ship with one in the Civil War. Uh, have a look up on that. Of something. Uh, oh god, I, should, I just remember. Uh, Barely qualify as such a thing, but I think there was something like that. There's actually a funny story about that. I need to look up my notes again, and we'll I'll bring it up. Speaking of histor- military, we need some military historians to help us out here. I'm sure there's some. Right, but anyway, so it shows. What's great is it's all filmed in the perspective of the crew. Like, because basically everything's very cramped. They had to move around in the little set that was designed. Yeah, that shit was not good. That no. Was, that was horrible. Uh, they do a very good job at impressing basically how terrifying it was to be part of a submarine. Because, again, as part of a submarine crew in the German Navy, you were by yourself. You didn't have, like, backup you could call. If you wanted to take on a convoy, you were doing it by yourself. And then there's a very good chance you were going to get killed. Well, yeah, you'd sink a ship and then probably be blown to shit. Right, so good luck surviving that Unless you can shoot the torpedoes and get the fuck away from there and they hit their target. Right. If they don't hit their target, you need to go back and shoot again because it's probably an important target. At which point, yeah, you're probably going to get fucking killed. Yeah. So it shows you get to see how brutal things were on the other side. And how... Yeah, they were basically, A, doing their job, following orders, and it wasn't a picnic, by all means. Well, hell, by the end of the war, it was just mostly old men and boys. Yeah. Well, they also, the nice thing is that they in, in the introduction, they run the credits explaining, like, basically how the how few people came back from, like, on the submarines. Like, it was very... Yeah, we... Our side didn't exactly like submarine crews. No, and so there right, was no capture alive. Really. Well, and rightfully so. There, I mean, but it still sucked. Like yeah. that's the thing is, like, you kind of you kind of get the point where you see you can you're able Not to see. Not defending the crews. I mean, no. they weren't going around shooting merchant ships. Right, but that came down to decisions that weren't up to them. Right, and that's the that's the, that's what you kind of get that perspective from a movie like this is you see like like these are people who are involved. They do things that are not necessarily their choice. You mean having to kill civilians? Right. And if you disobey, you'll be killed? Right. And, yeah. And it does help you more. So, again, if you disobey, they're, they're transporting goods that are helping your enemy. Right. But they're also civilians. So it's like, yeah. The horrors of war. Yeah. So it's nice not to see... German's cast is just, you know, 100% all the way uh, Sith villains. I mean, like, uh, what is that? The the Clint Eastwood dual movie. He did the one, the American version, and then the uh, Japanese author did the the Japanese version. Uh, is it Letters from Iwo Jima, I believe? And 
You think oh, flags of our forefathers, is it? Flags of our fathers, I think. Grangs and... Uh, this is what the internet's for, and we're still not... Do-do-do, looking up the internet. Flags of our fathers should be the Clint Eastwood one, I believe. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. And then, I believe, Letters of Iwo Jima is the counterpart movie from the Japanese side. I'll look it up. So, Again, the magic of the internet. It's amazing what it can do for us. Blah, 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 blah. Wikipedia. Times, well, this is going to take too long to read. People are just going to be listening to blank sound. Yep. You seen Based this? off of a book. Yep. I, I can say while you're looking that over is that I saw bits and pieces of the Wonder Woman trailer and I'm like, oh boy, they kept the dark and dreary tone still, huh? Well, that's that's good. Um, Wouldn't want to have fun in a superhero movie, not even the slightest. Everyone's grim and angry and they hate themselves. Co-produced by Clint Eastwood. Maybe directed by him also? Starring Ken Watanabe. Ah, yes. Oh yeah, it was directed by Clint Eastwood, so I guess he directed both sides of it. But anyway, but yeah, saying? that's I, I like those two movies because one shows the American side and one shows the Japanese side, basically. Not exactly, but you get the idea. Yeah. Which, which is a wonderful way to show the whole thing. Anyhow, oh, the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, there, um, there's a interesting theory on that that maybe they're doing it almost purposefully. Uh, not because dark and gritty sells. I think they figured out that that. You People would are getting tired of it. Uh, no, they're trying to do. I think they're trying to do the multiverse thing, so that the series on TV is one universe and the movies are another kind of thing. Okay, so like they're not going to have the Flash merge into it at all. They have a Flash, but he's a different Flash than the Flash than the TV series. Yeah, I mean that, that can so work. They're, 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 and I, uh, I think they've seen some pretty good things. Where I don't know if it's. I think it's just stipulation at this point, but that would make sense. Like, this is the, and it's actually uh, the dark and gritty thing is also part of a series that I don't know in the DC universe, but I think it might be a certain I'll say one this. of the universes. It's, I don't know the multiverse very well. That's, if they do, that's not a bad thing because the T, from what I hear, the TV series are well liked and well respected, and I would rather not have something like that sullied by shitty movies that really should stop being made, or at least made the way they are. That'd be nice, but what what my opinion doesn't matter anymore, so I just sit there and go shake my fist and go, Berber! Yeah, DC's fucking up. I don't know. Wonder Woman might be okay. <sighs> Looks better than Batman v Superman did. That doesn't take much. And I don't mean that the movie turned out. I mean the way it looked in the previews. The Lego Batman movie looks a thousand times does better. Does it that? It does. <laughs> it still looks, it actually still looks kind of dumb. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't know if they're going to replicate the success of the Lego movie, but I'd still rather watch that than any of the more modern Batman, Superman movies. It looks like it's way more fun. Aren't you just ready for the next Avenger movie, which is going to suck like the last one? Am I the only person that thought the last Avenger movie sucked? I didn't it think really? it sucked. Ah, uh, it's just... No, and actually, you know what was great about it was it was great to see James Spader like acting and doing so, and he did he did perfect. He walked that to me. He walked that wonderful line between hammy and serious, which I couldn't ask for more. Like he was okay. I liked him as Ultron. He was great. No, no, no. not that one. The where they fought. Oh wait, no, they called it Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, it was yeah, but still. That was an Avenger movie. Okay. It's an Avenger movie. It's the last. I don't care if they slap Captain. Whatever. It's an Avenger movie. 
it makes sense that the last Captain America, the last in the Captain America trilogy, would be bigger. That's Sorry, not the Ultron thing. The Ultron thing, a lot of it didn't make sense, but uh, I okay, I'll give James Spader's acting. Yes. Yeah. I thought the way they've turned Tony Stark is kind of dumb. He just can't get over. Anyway. He has PTSD, and it makes sense. He's and the re, and, and no, think about it. It makes perfect sense. Tony Stark. Yeah, no, I got that he's got PTSD. No, no. I just don't want why they let him keep doing it in the mental state he's in when he keeps fucking up. Because he's too dangerous to stop. That's that's the real story behind Iron Man. Is not about him being a hero. The real story is that how do you stop someone that powerful? Whether it's mentally, like say Tony Stark, or they have other attributes like Thor. What do you do? How do you actually stand their way if you choose to? And that's where Tony Stark gets off. Is like, is like you could, you could try, you could, you could pass. And that's why that court scene makes so much sense in the second one. Is they're literally trying to intervene in Tony Stark in some way, shape, or form. They're trying to put a leash on him somehow, and they're demonstrating that you can't just pass a law to control him. That's the problem. Is that his powers surpass that? Again, it's all mental, but he's just dangerous because of that. And that's why that's well, that's okay when when Strange get you know in the next one none of that's a problem anymore. He could just deal with any of them, apparently. Who? Doctor Strange. I need to watch that. I want to watch that. I'm not saying that he's, he's just, yeah. And you just look at it and go, yeah, no, he could deal with any of them. He might have some problems with Iron Man directly, because, you know, he could just fire a missile from a mile away, and he wouldn't even know it's coming. Yeah. But anyway. Anywho. Anywho's. Uh, I think that's all we got time for. Yep, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for everyone joining us, and we'll get back on a schedule here. We are on a schedule. A better one. Sort of. Weekly. Yes. <laughs>